Welcome to another edition of the Northern Exposure Podcast, and I'm your host, Jay North. How the hell are you doing? And as always, thank you, thank you, thank you all so much for listening. I want to say hello to our newly acquired listeners from the great nation of Japan. How the hell are you doing? Hope you're well, and thank you so much for your support. Uh, Japan joins a list of several nations that somehow, some way, seem to enjoy this. So thank you. Thank you. Just remember, I'm a schmuck from Rochester, New York that happens to have a microphone, an anchor app, and I like to talk a lot. That's a recipe for success. So hello, everybody. It's been a, been a little while since I got on the microphone. There's been so much going on. Uh, the name of the game has been Resilience. Resilience in regards to everything COVID-19. And it's funny, as a podcast creator, you have access to all your old shows, obviously. Uh, it's, it's my platform. I've got it. So oftentimes, the cool thing about a podcast is once the episode is published, it's just there forever. So, you know, my very first episode I've ever done is still front and center, uh, for example. That was the uh, CBD. Very first episode was a CBD episode with our buddy Kevin Growth over there at Nature's Little Helper. How you doing, Kevin? I know he's a listener, and I know his, uh, he's been able to stay opened uh, under all the guidelines, and Nature's Little Helper is doing well, so we're happy about that. But the cool thing, you go back through your old show notes, and you kind of see your creative process and see what was on your mind at that point in time. Now, it's no secret in 2020, you go back through a lot of these podcast episodes. They've, they've had a lot to do with COVID-19 uh, and or presidential elections and or all the crazy crap that we have been dealing with. But at the end of the day, moms and dads, you know, young professionals, older professionals, grandmas, grandpas, whatever hat you're wearing in life, at the end of the day, you got to figure out how to push through, how to persevere. And in an effort to do that, you have to display an incredible amount of resilience. Because there are stressors, and a lot of them, and we'll get into stress, anxiety, and mental health in the second segment. This segment, I want to talk about the resilience of the people because we have to be. Kids have been pulled from school. They're half remote, half in person, or full remote. Uh, I have a colleague whose kids are full remote. I know she's banging her head into the wall almost on the daily. It's a very, very, very difficult transition. You know, that's a, that's a situation where both mom and dad are working people, career people, And now you've got an element where your kids, they don't have a school to go to. You know, it's going to be virtual. So that means if they're not old enough, you're going to need a parent in the house or a daycare provider or a grandma, grandpa. And that piece hasn't been easy, right? Parents, I'm talking to you guys. If you got school-aged kids, that piece has not been easy. You know, for me, I can kind of control my schedule. So I've been able to avoid... Uh, driving over a lot of potholes, as we say. I've been able to kind of dictate it and make sure that when I have appointments, my wife is home, and if she has to go into work physically, then I can work from home that day. Um, you know, it, efficiency has been the name of the game, too. you got to maximize your time, especially someone like myself. I'm in outside sales, business-to-business sales. You know, usually we're doing business face-to-face. That's changed. We've gotten the virtual in some regard. So there's definitely been adaptations and perseverance and resilience on display. And I got a chuckle. You guys know I'm a huge sports fan. Well, last Sunday, 
the Denver Broncos put on a display that, in my opinion, was a microcosm, a snapshot, an analogy, a metaphor, whatever you want to call it, of exactly what the hell we all have to do on a daily basis. The Denver Broncos personified white collar, blue collar, I don't care what collar, the the regular ass American and or wherever you're from, that you're just trying to get up, go out there and do your job. Well, if you don't pay attention to the NFL or if you're not a Denver Broncos fan, you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, let me clue you in. The Denver Broncos had to do something last Sunday that has never been done. You see, about two days before the game, maybe three, but I think it was closer to two, because when they got hit with the news, it was almost laughable. There was really no way to adjust fire. You see, every single quarterback on the Denver Broncos roster got COVID or had direct contact with someone who tested positive. So they speculate it was probably in the quarterback room on, a, on one of those MacBooks, whatever the hell. But the Denver Broncos, let me say this again, getting ready to play a game on Sunday, got the news either Thursday or Friday that <laughs> you don't have a quarterback. Oh, my Lord. What would it have been like to be a fly on the wall for the conversation between the uh, owner of the franchise and John Elway, the general manager? Oh, my God. Well, I'm going to tell you something. The Denver Broncos did not win that game. <laughs> they, they brought in this kid by the last name of Hinton. I think, if I remember correctly, because, again, this was two weeks ago, if, uh, if he did play a game at quarterback, it was back in his high school days. He played a little quarterback in high school, uh, but he's primarily a wide receiver, and we are talking about the NFL. I mean, hell, I could play a little quarterback in high school. I'm not going to be able to you know, get called up on a Thursday and go complete a pass in the NFL. Uh, yeah. So this young man, he goes out there. He does the best he can. The organization does the best they can. Uh, they basically ran a bunch of wildcat formation, weird, exotic plays that made no sense. Uh, and Hinton, I believe, was 1 for 9 or 1 for 12 on the day for like 10 yards passing. It wasn't great. The Broncos did lose. Jay, why the hell are we talking about this? This is depressing. No, it's not. The Denver Broncos put on a show for us. They displayed professionalism. They displayed character. They displayed grit. They displayed resilience. They, they knew they were probably dead in the water. They were running into a team that has a high-powered offense in its own right. And suddenly, a sneaky good defense. Also, by the way, the number one seed in the NFC. And the Denver Broncos, they didn't bitch, cry, say they wanted to forfeit. None of that. They showed up, and they tried like hell. They lost, but they tried like hell. And... It just reminded me of us. You know, depending on what you do for a living, there's days you could go out and you could lose, but you tried like hell. Uh, every, you know, there's days it could just, you know, if we're talking finances, that is. Then there's just, you know, merit, performance, job, carrying it out. We've all had those days, right? We've all had those days where you go to work and you just, the odds are stacked against me. I'm not going to make the deadline. I'm not going to hit the quota. 
what do you do? Do you stay in bed? Or do you roll up your sleeves and say, I'm going to try like hell anyway? And that's what the Denver Broncos did. And I think that's what a lot of people, uh, not just across America, but across the planet are doing. And they did it to the best of their ability. And that's all of us. So understand it. Uh, Understand that when your spouse or your significant other or whatever, or your mom or your dad or that best friend of yours, if they're going through some stuff professionally, they feel like they're getting their butts handed to them, they're not succeeding right now, just keep telling them to put in that maximum amount of effort because we got to realize we're all up against it, right? We're all up against it. Uh, in your normal life, you were up against it. And these elements that we're dealing with now just makes it that much harder. And what does that lead on? Well, that can bring on stress and anxiety and depression and increased alcoholism and all those other, and drug abuse and all that other happy horseshit that we're going to talk about in the next segment because I have a beautiful article from the Cleveland Clinic uh, that I'd like to share with you all. I'm not going to talk about bipolar, schizophrenia, any of that stuff that needs real medical, uh, you know, a medical uh, delegation to it. If you need medical help, there's resources available to you. And I, uh, I do assume, if any professional help, I should say, there are resources that are available to you, and I would encourage you to reach out. I am no doctor. This is an article that I'll share with you from the Cleveland Clinic. It's just about general stress and things that you can do to cope with that stress. But before we could do that, let's let the uh, sponsors get their word in, our kind sponsors at Anchor, and... Uh, Take a quick break so I can wet the whistle, and we will be right back. All right. Welcome back. Thank you so much for hanging out. It is worth mentioning. I, uh, I posted this on Facebook uh, yesterday, but this Saturday, we're going to have a real fun recording session uh, with my boy, Eddie Paquette, and my cousin, Mike North. This is going to be uh, a video game extravaganza, Nerds of the World Unite my cousin Mike has arguably, well, it's not arguably, I don't know anybody that has a collection quite like he. The systems, every platform from, I believe, Atari 2600 all the way up to our current day PS5 and Xbox One series or X series, whatever the hell they're calling it now. Yeah, he's got those already, guys. No, he's not selling them for thousands of dollars on eBay. He got one of each. He plays them. It's it. You ain't getting his shit. But stay tuned for that. That We're going to take that. Oh, man, what a fun blast back in time that is going to be. I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do some retro gaming. Absolutely. Um, Eddie, if you're listening, because I know you are, he has Turtles in Time. Haha. <laughs> it's one of those games we lost hours and hours of sleep to as kids. So I'm going to thoroughly enjoy that and love that episode. That's something nice and fun to do. And that, my friends eliminates stress or at least helps cope with it so let's talk about it what are we talking about with stress uh stress is everywhere right um and sometimes having conversations with colleagues my wife and friends of mine um i used to never be a guy that would watch the clock it didn't matter to me i enjoyed what i was doing and i wasn't watching the clock in the regard to oh my god I just can't wait till my work day gets done. I've never been that guy until recently. And if I'm going to be honest and sincere, and that's the whole point of this, is to be honest and sincere, now I can't wait for 5 o'clock because 
I think, for lack of a better term, I could let my guard down a little bit, you know? And I'm sure my wife, if she were here, she could chime in. She's actually in the office today. Um, she could chime in and she could go, yeah, you know, maybe for her it's closer to 6 o'clock right now. Uh, but for me, it's 5 o'clock. It's, there's going to be, I'm done. I can take the seven hats that I've been wearing off and I could put the one hat on. And sometimes that hat that we're putting back on is a little crooked. And again, I, if my wife were here, I'm sure she would concur with all of this. You know, you're frazzled, you're worn out. Um, I think we did takeout every night this weekend. We got pizza, we got Chinese. I think I might have cooked on Friday, but Saturday and Sunday we did not. Or maybe we cooked, maybe Friday and Sunday we got takeout and Saturday I cooked. I honestly don't remember. And that's kind of my point. There's so much going on with the kids and the school and everything that we're worried about. So stress, I feel, it's never been completely out of my life, but I feel like it's definitely uh, compounded now. And I don't want to say in the new normal, but I think just with the adaptations that we've had to make as people, here we are. So this article comes to us from our friends at the Cleveland Clinic. Again, I'm not a professional and I'm not giving you uh, any medical advice on this. I'm definitely not a mental health professional. If you feel like your issues are beyond stress, like if you feel schizophrenia, bipolar, deep depression, pick up the phone, call your healthcare professional, and get the ball rolling on getting yourself some help. Not that stress is fun, but this is not quite as severe as that and not quite as debilitating as those aforementioned uh, mental health issues can be. So, the article here, it's stress, coping with life's stressors. Coping usually involves adjusting to or tolerating negative events or realities while attempting to maintain your positive self-image and emotional equilibrium. Coping occurs in the context of life changes that are perceived to be stressful. Psychological stress is usually associated with negative life changes, such as losing a job or loved one. However, all changes require some sort of adaptation. Even positive changes, such as getting married or having a child, can be stressful. Absolutely, it can be. You have somebody else that you have to worry about. And this is one of those things that I try to stress as a husband. I've been with my, my wife for 17 years now, married for 12, uh, three kids. Same thing I tell everybody. These are beautiful events in life. Getting married, you got your life partner, having children, beautiful events in life. But stress is going to come with that because this is, again, another human being that you are going to worry about in some regard, possibly a lot. <laughs> so changes are stressful because changes require us to adjust and to adapt. Experiencing too many changes within a brief period of time often creates a perception that we are not in control of important events. This perception contributes to low self-esteem and may even contribute to the development of anxiety or depression. In some cases, physical illness may develop or be exacerbated when a person's capacity to adapt to change is overwhelmed by too much change. Now, exposed ones. How many of you, going through all the crap you've been going through this year, feels like that, tar that, that little paragraph was speaking right to your heart, right? I feel it, right in the core of my soul. Anyway, carrying on. Coping involves adjusting to unusual demands or stressors and thus requires the mobilization of greater effort and the use of greater energy that is required by daily routines of life. Prolonged mobilization of effort can contribute to elevated levels of stress-related hormones and to the eventual, eventual physical breakdown and illness. Stressors that require coping may be acute, such as a change in residence or onset of marital problems. 
Stressors also occur that are of longer duration, such as chronic pain, chronic illness, or enduring financial problems. And I'm going to stop there again. I mean, some people, there has definitely been folks that are going through a lot of this and the marriage can get affected by this stress. So stress can bring on marital problems or marital problems can bring on stress. It's a very vicious two-way street. Um, Chronic pain, chronic illness, financial problems, again, COVID-19. If you've been blessed not to be scathed financially, thank the Lord for that. But otherwise, there's a lot of people that can identify with that. Carrying on. The effect of many acute stressors that occur within a relatively brief period of time may be cumulative and profound. Thus, the individual who experiences a marital separation, the death of an aging parent, and a change in his or her job within a brief period of time may find him or herself struggling to adjust to maintain his or her physical and emotional health. Now, that is a heavy article, man. It just We're going to get separated, someone's going to die, and we're going to have a change in your job in a brief period of time. It sounds heavy, but for some people, that's their truth, that's their journey, that's their reality. So, how can you cope? What are some common coping strategies? So... Some common coping mechanisms include lowering your expectations. Now, this one's important, and uh, I've sort of, in a roundabout way, had this conversation with my wife uh, regarding the academics with the kids because I've seen the data. I, I know that any of the situations that we have here in this home are not isolated. I know F grades are on the rise. I know students who are usually A students are getting Bs and Cs, and there just seems to be a disconnect there in our common education going on right now, the virtual stuff uh, with the COVID-19. The virtual learners are struggling. The data is there. That's not my opinion, and you can actually dig into that yourselves. Um, Here we go. Asking others to help or assist you. Many hands make light work, so that can sometimes help you out. Uh, Taking responsibility for the situation. Where applicable, absolutely. Take responsibility for it. Sometimes that taking responsibility of the situation gives you control of the situation, and that feeling that you're in control of the outcome will alleviate some of that stress. Engaging in problem solving. This is important at work. I feel like from my personal background, from my career, if there's an issue at work and I'm involved in the problem solving process, or if I feel like they're picking my brain for things, maybe it's not this big showcase, but I get an email from my manager saying, hey, Jay, what do you think about this? I feel like I'm part of the process, and that alleviates stress too because maybe it's subconscious, maybe it's fully conscious, but I'm being recognized, my opinion's being recognized, and that makes me feel valued and lowers my stress. Maintaining emotionally supportive relationships. This is huge. If I could take one of these... Uh, Stressing copers, copers, yeah, how you like that? I'll make my own phrases up. If I could take one of these stress coping mechanisms, this one I would highlight in yellow. Who's your person and or persons? You know, for me, I've got my wife and I've got my best friend, Ed. Those are the two people. Uh, You've met Ed and you've met Kate both on here. And those are the two people that it doesn't matter what I have to say. I can say it to them and I know that they'll, they'll listen and they'll hear me. So that's good. You know, obviously one being my wife and the other gentleman having been my best friend since we were, oh, I don't know, six years old. So who's your person? Work your circle. Sometimes, and, and you know what? You got to love your friends that are going to be brutally honest with you and tell you the shit that you need to hear and not necessarily the shit that you want to hear. That's huge. 
So be self-aware. Don't be mad at that person. Show that person more love because to be that honest with you means they love you too. So anyway, maintaining emotional composure or alternatively expressing de-stressing emotions. I would highlight this one too for myself personally. This is just real fancy lingo for, hey, tell people what's bothering you. And I used to kind of suck at that. Um, not that I'm a legend at it, but I don't suck quite as much as I used to at getting things off my chest and not bottling it inside because that's terrible. And that's where I was my own worst enemy. Personally, telling you my truth, I'm a bottler. All right. Challenging previously held beliefs that are no longer adaptive. Directly attempting to change the source of stress. That's interesting. I'd like to know how you do that. Distancing yourself from the source of stress. This used to be easier when you can hop on a plane, go to an island, and drink booze from a coconut. Um, but that's a little tougher right now. So how else can you distance yourself from the source of stress? Maybe it's a long weekend. Maybe it's saying, hey, you know what? I need to work from home for a couple days or whatever the case may be. We've been forced to get a little creative over the last you know, several months. So keeping that in mind. And then viewing the problem through a religious perspective. Now that's going to be completely uh, personal. If you're not a very religious person at all, that might not help you at all because, again, it's not your thing. And that's it. So here we go. Back to the article. Experts agree that coping is a process rather than an event. Thus, an individual may alternate between several of the above coping strategies in order to cope with a stressful event. Individuals differ in particular styles of coping or preferences for using certain coping strategies over others. These differences in coping styles are usually reflective of differences in personality. Rigidity in coping is less likely to produce a desirable outcome than is flexibility in coping, or being able to fit the most appropriate coping strategy to the demands of different situations. So that kind of goes with self-awareness. It should be noted, however, that some situations that require coping are likely to elicit similar coping responses from most people. For example, work-related stressors are more likely to elicit problem-solving strategies. Stressors that are perceived to be changeable are more likely to elicit problem-solving strategies, while stressors perceived to be unchangeable are more likely to elicit social support seeking or emotion. Uh, focus strategies. So basically what this is saying, if you're in a work environment and you've got a stressful situation, you can problem solve that with your team and fix that situation and work versus something that's unchangeable, i.e. the death, a loss of job, marital separation, marital struggles. That's where you're going to need your people and possibly a professional uh, counselor if you're to that point. What can we do to protect ourselves against stress and therefore enhance our prospects from uh, successful coping? Perhaps the most important strategy is to maintain emotionally supportive relationships with others. A vast field of research demonstrates that emotional support buffer individuals against the negative impact of stress. It is especially important to elevate your evaluate, I'm sorry, your overall lifestyle when encountering significant stress. Engaging in stress-reducing activities can also be helpful overall can be a helpful, I'm sorry, overall approach to coping with stressors. These examples include getting enough good quality sleep. Now, I'm proud of myself. This used to be something I completely overlooked. I was that guy. Yeah, I can work on four or five hours a night, man. No problem. Yeah, that's overrated. Get your seven to eight hours a night, and if you need more rest on the weekend, get it. Eating a well-balanced diet. Me and my family have gotten better at this. Not this past weekend, but yeah. I like to cook, and when my wife cooks, she's a pretty, she's a hell of a cook, actually. 
and make a lot of healthy uh, healthy dishes. They're not loaded with fats or anything like that. So we try to eat healthy as we can. Exercising on a regular basis, this, this comes and goes for us. I mean, there's times it's pretty easy. Um, but again, with what's going on right now, certain restrictions, not everybody has a home gym. Not everybody likes to jog around the block. Uh, some people like to participate in sports. Some of that stuff has been skewed, so I completely understand. Exercise is a wonderful thing, guys. I love it. I love it now. I, I, it, I love it for a different reason than I used to love it as a kid. When I was a kid, I loved the competition. I really did. I, I wanted to beat you. Now I just want to be on the field. Now it's me against Father Time, and I know exercise gives you a great dopamine release uh, within your brain, naturally making you happy and upbeat. Uh, it is arguably the greatest natural drug that you can do, and I threw up my quotes as I said drug. Like Physical activity and exercise is so damn good for your not just your body, but your mental health. And I can't drive that home enough. I've seen enough doctors beating this thing over the head. Go get your exercise. Join that spin class. Play in that rec league. Whatever you need to do, go do it. Taking brief rest periods during the day to relax. That sounds great. And I know that one's not easy. And that's why there's a list of these things here. So folks could do that. If you don't have any kids, then yeah, perhaps you can take that noon to one o'clock sleep time siesta. If you've got kids, absolutely forget about it. And again, depends on your work, where you're at, how you're doing it. Taking a brief rest during the day, not always a feasible option. Taking vacations away from home and work. That's important. I really wasn't joking. I would like to be on an island with a coconut in my hand right now, but can't do it. Engaging in pleasurable or fun activities every day. This is important. I mean, that's kind of half the reason I turned my basement into a bar. Uh, and the other night, for example, my wife came down there. She started taking Jessica on on the foosball table. And I was tossing darts with the other two. And uh, it was one of those things where we completely lost track of time. And uh, I came upstairs after we were done. And I was like, holy crap, it got late. You guys got to get to bed. And, uh, you know, that was nice in that moment. I realized it. I don't know if my wife realized it, but in that moment, I realized that everybody was just carefree for a moment, playing and enjoying each other's company. And I know with lockdowns and quarantines and people get on each other's nerves, man. So that was good. That was good. Uh, you could practice in relaxation exercise, yoga, prayer, meditation, uh, or this progressive muscle relaxation thing, which I have no idea what that is. Uh, and then it says avoiding the use of caffeine and alcohol. Now, this is a tough one. How many of us love that cup of coffee in the morning? And I, for one, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be Superman. I can't give up the coffee, man. I took the sugar out of it over a decade ago. I put a little bit of creamer in it. Usually it's skim milk. Sometimes I get fancy and I'll put a little International Delight in there, some Coffee Mate flavor, especially this time of year, getting my peppermint mochas. But yeah, coffee's hard. Now, alcohol. I like my beer. Probably no surprise. I've sampled a few beers on the Facebook page. I, I usually have a beer in my hand when I'm doing this podcast. But I will tell you, alcohol is a depressant. So the one thing I can do from time to time is I'll just go through like these two, three-day periods where, nope, I'm not going to have the cocktails today. That's it. And you do notice a little more clarity in your mental space. And again, that's because alcohol is a depressive. It's a depressant. So if you already are in a bad mood, or you had a bad day and just 
every thought on your in your brain in that moment is not good. Alcohol is probably not your friend that day. Okay, I'm just being honest with you. But don't take my word for it. Take our friends over at the Cleveland Clinic's word for it. So that's it in a nutshell, guys. Stress, we're all dealing with it. And uh, that's where we're at. So how are you guys coping? Hopefully you're doing well. Like I say, if you don't think you're doing well, if you think your, your, your mental health issues are well beyond simple stress and simple coping mechanisms, please, please, please uh, get with somebody. Get on the phone with your healthcare professional. Find somebody you can talk to. And uh, remember, it is a process. It's not, it's not an event. So if you expect instant gratification, setting yourself up for failure, you got to lower those expectations. Aha! Look at that. I love it when you can bring it around full circle. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It really means a lot. Again, this Saturday, I'll be recorded with my cousin Mike, my buddy Eddie. going to take you down a trip down memory lane. Uh, and just keep going from there. Keep giving you some entertaining podcast episodes as we uh, get through this unique year known as 2020. And, uh, of course, there's plenty of information and material out there to cover and talk about. Uh, so don't worry. We never run out of things to talk about. Until the next time, I appreciate you all for listening, and be good.